Section 6 of the Anti-Coup. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Lynette Calkins. The Anti-Coup by Jean Sharp and Bruce Jenkins. Coups have been defeated. The problem of how to block coups d'etat would seem insoluble, except for the important fact that sometimes coups have been defeated. Despite often disadvantageous conditions, civilians have at times been able to block illegal seizures of state power. These cases have been remarkable. Sometimes coups fail because non-cooperation and defiance break the intended link between physical control of government facilities and the political control of the state. Civil servants, bureaucrats, military groupings, and other state employees at times steadfastly refused to cooperate with putschists denying control of the state apparatus. Coups have also been imperiled by severance of the link between control of the central state machinery and control of the society including independent social institutions local governments and the population as a whole putschists have also narrowly assumed that dominance of state structures equals political and social control however without the submission of all these sections of the society the coup leadership cannot become a lasting government the defeat of the attempted hardline takeover in the former Soviet Union in August 1991 is one relatively recent case of mass non-cooperation against a coup. Prominent earlier cases of successful anti-coup defense occurred in Germany in 1920 against the Cap Putsch, which threatened the new Weimar Republic, and in France in 1961 against the Algiers General's Revolt, which aimed to keep Algeria French by ousting the de Gaulle-Debreux government. In these three cases, and a few others, the coups were blocked by internal, non-violent resistance. Only occasionally, as during the 1991 coup in the Soviet Union, has serious, supportive, international, diplomatic, and economic action been threatened or taken. Germany, 1920 On 12 March, 1920 Unofficial Freikorps units of ex-soldiers and civilians occupied Berlin in a coup against the Weimar Republic, organized by Dr. Wolfgang Kapp and Lieutenant General Walter von Lutwitz. The coup aimed to establish an authoritarian regime of experts. The small German army remained, quote, neutral, close quote. The legal democratic government under President Friedrich Ebert fled. Though not well prepared, the coup might well have succeeded had there been no resistance. The legal government proclaimed that all citizens should obey only it, and that the provinces should refuse all cooperation with the CAP group. After a workers' strike against the coup broke out in Berlin, a proclamation calling for a general strike was issued under the names of President Ebert and Social Democratic ministers, though without their official approval. The Capists were quickly met with large-scale non-cooperation by civilian servants and conservative government bureaucrats, among others. Qualified persons refused to accept ministerial posts in the new regime. Capist repression was harsh, and some strikers were shot to death. 
however the strength of the non-cooperation grew and a general strike paralyzed berlin the reichsbank refused funds to the usurpers on march seventeenth the berlin security police demanded cap's resignation he fled to sweden the same day many of his aides left berlin in civilian clothes and ludwigs resigned the freikorps then marched out of berlin killing and wounding protesting civilians as they did so the coup was defeated by the combined action of workers civil servants bureaucrats and the general population who had refused the popular and administrative cooperation that the usurpers required the weimar republic survived to face other grave internal problems the financial costs of the resistance to the attempted coup were modest and an estimated several hundred persons had been killed and others were wounded by the capists france nineteen sixty one french president charles de gaulle in early april indicated that he was abandoning the attempt to keep algeria french in response on the night of twenty one through twenty two april rebelling french military units in algeria seized control of the capital city of algiers and nearby key points however the coup there could only succeed by replacing the legal government in paris on twenty three april the political parties and trade unions in france held mass meetings and called for a one-hour general strike that night de gaulle broadcast a speech heard also in algeria urging people to defy and disobey the rebels ordering the use of quote, all means unquote, to bring them down quote, i forbid every frenchman and in the first place every soldier to carry out any of their orders Close quote. prime minister de Bra warned of an airborne attack from algiers however instead of ordering military action he called upon the general population to act quote, as soon as the sirens sound go there to the airports by foot or by car to convince the mistaken soldiers of their huge error copies of de gaulle's speech were duplicated and widely distributed by the population and loyal french soldiers in algeria de gaulle later declared quote, from then on the revolt met with a passive resistance on the spot which became hourly more explicit on twenty four april ten million workers took part in the symbolic general strike at airfields people prepared vehicles to be placed on runways to block the landing of planes a financial and shipping blockade was imposed on algeria loyal french troops in algeria acted to undermine the rebels two-thirds of the transport planes and many fighter jets were flown out of algeria while other pilots blocked airfields or pretended mechanical failures army soldiers simply stayed in their barracks there were many cases of deliberate inefficiency with orders and files quote, lost unquote, and communication and transportation delayed civil servants hid documents and withdrew on twenty five april de gaulle broadcast an order to loyal troops to fire at the rebels but there was no need the coup had already been fatally undermined the rebel leaders resolved to call off the attempted coup and during the night of twenty five to twenty six april the parachute regiment that had originally seized algiers withdrew from the city there were a few casualties 
probably three killed and several wounded in algeria and paris the attack on the de gaulle government had been defeated by defiance and disillusion the soviet union nineteen ninety one on eighteen august nineteen ninety one in an effort to block the radical decentralization of power in the soviet union a group of hardline soviet officials detained soviet president mikhail gorbachev and demanded that he turn over all executive powers to his vice-president gorbachev refused the self-declared state committee for the state of emergency composed of among others the soviet vice-president prime minister defense minister chairman of the kgb and interior minister declared a six-month state of emergency opposition newspapers were banned political parties suspended except the communist party and demonstrations forbidden the junta's first decree asserted the primacy of the soviet constitution over those of the republics and mandated adherence to all orders of the emergency committee it appeared that the junta had the entire military forces of the soviet union at their disposal armored divisions and paratroops were deployed throughout moscow in the baltics pro-coup forces seized telephone radio and television facilities and blockaded key ports armored assault units outside leningrad began to move on the city in moscow tens of thousands of people gathered spontaneously in the streets to denounce the coup in a dramatic show of defiance russian federation president boris yeltsin climbed upon a hostile tank and denounced the putschists actions as a quote, rightist reactionary anti-constitutional coup Close quote. yeltsin proclaimed quote, all decisions and instructions of this committee to be unlawful Close quote, and appealed to citizens to rebuff the putschists and for servicemen not to take part in the coup yeltsin concluded with an appeal for a quote, universal unlimited strike Close quote. later that day yeltsin ordered army and kgb personnel within the russian republic to obey him not the putschists thousands gathered in front of the russian white house parliament building to protect it from attack barricades were erected trolley buses and automobiles blocked the streets although the call for a general strike went largely unheeded miners in the kuzbas coal fields and near sverdlovsk did strike the putschists decreed a special state of emergency in moscow because of quote, rallies street marches demonstrations and instances of instigation to riots close quote on the second night of the coup resistance organizers pasted leaflets throughout the city's subway system calling for a mass demonstration in front of the white house the following day in leningrad two hundred thousand people rallied in response to mayor anatoly sobchak's call for quote, the broadest constitutional resistance close quote, to the coup tens of thousands in moldavia blocked the streets to keep soviet troops at bay leaders of the ukraine and kazakhstan denounced the coup a large rally in minsk called for mass civil disobedience lithuanian president landsbergis appealed to citizens to surround the parliament building in vilnius for protection from attack emergency sessions of the parliaments of latvia and estonia declared full independence from the soviet union
in moscow banned opposition newspapers secretly printed the common paper which called on citizens to resist a donated radio transmitter allowed the russian government to broadcast resistance information across the nation through local relay stations the banned independent radio station echo moscow continued to broadcast carrying live speeches from an emergency session of the russian parliament although prohibited russian television technicians put their news programs on videotape and distributed them to twenty cities around the soviet union officials in the state-controlled media refused cooperation with the putschists the defiant speeches of yeltsin and sobchak were aired on the nightly news program which the emergency committee's kgb censor chose not to block afterwards the first deputy chairman of soviet television valentin lazutkin received a call from interior minister pugo quote, you have disobeyed two orders you have given instructions to the people on where to go and what to do you will answer for this Close quote. defiant crowds swelled in front of the white house that night to protect the russian government Concerted efforts were made to undermine the loyalty of the Putschists' forces. Leaflets and food were distributed to soldiers. Citizens pleaded with tank crews to switch sides. Yeltsin urged discipline, quote, Don't provoke the military. The military has become a weapon in the hands of the Putschists. Therefore, we should also support the military and maintain order and discipline in contact with them, close quote. In several cases, entire military units deserted the Putschists. Ten tanks in front of the White House turned their turrets away from the Parliament building, pledging to help defend it against attack. Mutinies against the Putschists were reported at the Leningrad Naval Base and at a paratrooper training academy. Units in the Far East refused to support the junta in the russian republic local interior ministry police and kgb units declared loyalty to yeltsin defense minister yasov ordered the tula division to withdraw from its positions near the white house because of the troops uncertain loyalty interior minister pugo disbanded the moscow police out of the fear of disloyalty to the putschists in the afternoon of the second day of the coup, the Putschists attempted to put together a new assault team to attack the Russian White House. Army paratroops and interior ministry forces were to surround the White House, clearing the way for an attack by the elite KGB Alpha Group. The head of the Army's paratroops and the commander of the Soviet Air Force, however, refused to take part in the attack. Hours before the planned attack, the commander of the KGB Alpha Group stated that his forces would not take part. Quote, there will be no attack. I won't go against the people. Close quote. The following morning, the Defense Board of the Soviet Union voted to withdraw the troops from Moscow. Members of the emergency committee were subsequently arrested. One committed suicide. President Gorbachev returned to power. Casualties were low. A total of five people were reported killed during the coup attempt. The coup had been defeated. Mass public defiance and disobedience in the military thwarted the hardliners' attempt to return to authoritarian rule. These three cases of successful resistance, 
germany in nineteen twenty france in nineteen sixty one and russia in nineteen ninety one establish that successful defense against coups is possible certainly there are other cases in which similar resistance did not succeed but the existence of successes establishes that under at least some conditions coups can be defeated end of section six recording by lynette calkins monument colorado